Confirmed cases of COVID-19 are continuing to rise as our deaths from the disease. Hospitals continue to be pushed to the limit and the workers still allowed or required to work, and not just medical personnel, but also grocery store workers and others, continue on despite risks to their own health. For my family here in Portland, Oregon, this is our fourth week of social distancing. Being able to stay home is indeed a privilege, but it hasn't always felt that way. As the fight against this disease rages on outside our home, I'm continuing to work from my home office while my wife is managing the distance learning curriculum for our almost seven-year-old as Portland Public Schools are closed, all the while trying to keep our five-year-old occupied. It has been tough. Even those of us who like the quiet at first are probably starting to get bored. But for those of us quarantining with kids, bored is not part of the picture. On this episode, I wanted to share some audio that I made with my kids as a way of talking about how parent artists are making their way through this crisis. If you're hoping that we, artist parents, have any magical solutions for you, I am sorry to say that you are going to be very disappointed. We're struggling with this just like everyone else. But on this episode, I wanted to put the struggle aside for a few minutes and look at how the arts, for us, and I hope for a lot of you, are a source of joy. I'm really thankful for all of the creative patterns we had established with our kids before this pandemic started. We've kept a healthy supply of markers, crayons, colored pencils, watercolor paint, washable paint, paint sticks, scrap paper, scrap fabric, scissors, hot glue, cold glue, and a big tub of odds and ends, like milk jug caps, odd buttons, and other things we saved from the trash can, for art projects. We always thought that these projects would be an escape from homework and other life stressors, but we never knew that they would come in handy during a public health crisis. Even though I'm mostly working the number of hours that I normally would for my job, we've been making a lot of changes to our routine, trying to build in more time for distance learning and more time for me to be with the kids so mom can take a break. It's been helping some. During some of that dad time, I showed my son how to make a recording of himself playing my digital piano. He played a recording back for me and started telling me the story that he imagined as he heard his own music played back to him. So you guys, I couldn't resist. I recorded the music into my computer, and then I recorded him telling the story as he listened to the music through his headphones. It sounded like this. There's a tractor full of unicorns. It is traveling to the musical. It is so relaxing. It is cool. They reach a bee field. The unicorns get mad. The unicorns do not like fees. It is really loud. There are lots of fees. 
really loud. Lots of bees. So many bees that unicorns do not like it. Then there's lots of bees. So many bees. And they track them. Then there's lots of fireflies and it's night. Then the tractor goes on. Then they travel back to another musical. Then there's bulls. And the bulls crash into the tractor. You wanna say the end? And the unicorns are safe. That was so relaxing. He made up both the music and the story in just about five minutes. And since he doesn't usually do things quickly, this was really a big surprise. I wanted to ask him some questions about the story and also about how social distancing and the pandemic and everything else was affecting him. So I did an interview with the artist. Uh, Rowan, I have some questions. I'm curious, why did you want to fill up a tractor with unicorns in your story? Uh, I think it's because my sister really, really, really so likes unicorns. Do you think those are her favorite animals? Yes, she loves them. What is a bee field? Uh, it's it's like a field that that's full of beehives and flowers. Hmm. Okay. Why are musicals so relaxing? That's my next question. It's 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 because they're they're they they sound so good. Good. Is there anything else that you want anyone else to know about that story? Uh. So, yes. What do you want them to know about that story? Uh. Uh. I really want them to know about how I made the tractor and oh. how I ma- actually how I made the fireflies. So here I got him a pair of headphones and set him up on the digital on. piano. Okay, now if you play, can you hear it? Yes. Okay. All right, so then show us how how does the tractor music sound? Uh it it sounds Kind of like how the tractor in Wisconsin sounds. Oh, on on Grampy's farm in Wisconsin? Yes. Yeah. How about the uh, fireflies? What do they sound like? And then you go all the way to the other one at the whole other side of the piano. Oh, the highest piano. Okay, play it. How does it sound? (laughs) And that's what the fireflies sound like? Yes. All right, cool. Anything else you want to tell people about your piece? Uh... I written it because it's pretty cool. Cool. How do you feel about having to stay home all the time with the coronavirus going on? Uh, pretty good because then I got to make make this and add some oops since to add some voice to it. Yeah, cool. Well, I really like the story too. I'm glad you made it. Yes, right. me too. It was really fun to make it. Cool. All right. I want to say goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. I am biased, of course, but that was pretty cute, right? And yes, the story we heard just a minute ago was also cute. Ridiculously so. But this quarantine business hasn't been all cute. He said that he likes being home because he got to make that story, and he really means it. School has been tough for my son. He's autistic. So even though he's doing okay in school academically, the social skills that are required of a first grader are a big challenge for him. 
staying home with teacher mom is actually a relief. The other challenging thing is that the stress of the situation with the outbreak comes out in unexpected ways. He's broken out in tears at random times out of fear of the virus, and he's drawn some pictures of germs and hospitals and gravestones and coffins and giant arms with giant boxing gloves punching New York City. There are a way for him to process a lot of scary information. Making stories and music has been a welcome distraction and a stress relief. Now, just like everything else, when my daughter sees her older brother do something, she wants to do it too. Here's her story. come out to fight the virus, but the giants win. Next day the giants come out, the fairies, the fairies will win instead. So it's time for them to battle. Congratulations in stars. So good. Kind of love this place. Best. Kind of like it. Giants again. It's morning. Coming. Getting louder and louder. Stop, says. Very loud. Tell the phrase one. Is that the end? Yep. And there you have it. I had some questions. I'm sure you do too. Can you tell me about the giants? What are they like? They're made out of boulders. Oh, I see. And rocks. But they have like faces and bodies? Yeah. And they're really big. Yeah. Are they mean? Yeah. (laughs) And then tell me about the fairies. What are the fairies like? Fairies are very tiny. They're as tiny as ants for the giants. Are they nice fairies? Yeah, really nice fairies. And then what do the fairies do to the giants? How do they win? The fairies shoot 54 gazillion bullets at the giants. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of bullets. And then the rocks that made the giants fell apart and then the giants were dead. Oh my gosh. Okay, enough with the softball questions. So Jane, how do you feel about being home so much because of the coronavirus? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it neither good or bad? Is it boring? Do you miss your friends? Very bad. It's very bad, yeah. Yeah. Why is it very bad? Because it makes people very sick. Mm hmm, yeah. And if very, very, very old people get it, then they might die. Yeah, that's true. I know, that's why we have to be really careful. That's why we're staying home, is so that hopefully people who could get hurt by the disease don't don't catch it i didn't edit that part at all when she's in a good mood she'll answer questions right away usually but it took a long time to get her to talk about the coronavirus quarantine has been hard for her too probably harder than for my son when the schools closed here it was just a few days before spring break was supposed to start so now as the extended spring break is ending and my son's school is starting its distance learning program officially this week, he has homework now. Even though he doesn't want to do it, she can't help but to be insanely jealous that he has it at all. 
She spends the time while he's doing homework, looking over his shoulder, often giving her own answers to the questions to the best of her ability. If you want to hear what that sounds like, here's a moment from this story. As he was recording, she was standing right next to him, whispering her own footnotes to his story, despite my attempts to keep her quiet. It is traveling to the musical It is so relaxing. It is cool. But she'll recover. Here's how she said goodbye. All right, you want to say bye-bye? My name is Fafufa. Fafufa? (laughs) Yes, this too shall pass. Fafufa will rise like the phoenix from the ashes, and, like a winged sparkle pony tracing rainbows across the sky, she will fly again. Coming up next in Volume 3 is my interview with Margaret Bullock, whose new book, New Deal Art in the Pacific Northwest, reveals how the federal government employed thousands of artists to work on a variety of projects in the Northwest in an effort to guarantee work for Americans with arts backgrounds. She shares some amazing stories about how the government and the artistic community responded to a crisis somewhat similar to the one we're facing now, the Great Depression. We talked about what was different in the 1930s and how, despite the differences, there are important lessons to be learned. Before I let you all go, I wanted to say that there's a difficulty with talking to your kids about situations like this. It's a hard balance to strike. You need to give them real information about what is happening and why it's important. But you also have to shield them from the worst of the details and any of the politics of the tragedy, like how poor the leadership we're seeing from the Trump administration has been, in my view, are completely unnecessary for them to know about. But for me, As an artist with a podcast, asking them to talk about it in front of an audience has even more potential for problems. There can be an urge from adult artists with a particular agenda to ask children to participate in discussions that they really aren't ready for. As they asked me to make stories with them, something we'll probably keep doing even after this crisis is over, because it was a lot of fun, I felt it was important to let them talk about whatever they wanted. That's why you were treated to stories about unicorns, tractors, fairies, and giants. That is what they talk about all the time. And I mean all the time, you guys. So asking them to say just a little bit about what they felt about this coronavirus outbreak felt okay to me, and to their mother as well, as long as we continue to let them show us what they are ready for, and not leading them into giving answers that we want to hear. I hope that you enjoyed hearing their creative impulses and their perspective on this situation. If you have children, I hope you have the opportunity to take some time with them to process the events of this pandemic through the arts, or perhaps just give them the gift of enjoying the arts just for their own sake. It'll be good for you, too. I'm very thankful to all the people who made it possible for my family to stay safely at home, All the essential workers, stocking the grocery store shelves, delivering the mail, picking up the garbage and recycling, and of course, treating the patients, whether they have the coronavirus or not. And thanks to my kids, 
who I haven't named on this podcast or our social media channels for their privacy, and to my wife. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Douglas Dietrich, and I produced this episode with the help of my adequately cooperative children right here in Portland, Oregon. So baking it. Well, it's because it's recording the sound of your voice. What? Mm-hmm. It's recording my voice? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everybody be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing from More Devotedly, it would help a lot for you to rate and review the show on whatever platform you listen. It helps other listeners find the show, and that's good for everybody. And if you know someone who would like the show, please tell them about it. We're also on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we'd love to see you there too. And my goodness, we also have an email list that you can join at our website, moredevotedly.com. What you're doing is beautiful. Can you do it more devotedly? Are you hungry? Can we please stop the recording now? <laughs>